Uh, okay, unrelated. Before I click the button, no, seriously. Oh, you know, what? I'll click the button. I'm clicking the button. Um, <laughs> this is in vivo. This is ADHD in vivo. I am wise. I am strong. I am loved. I am here. It's great. This is what this this is the episode. So I was watching our video while I was editing, and I want to apologize because it was so frustrating to watch myself jump from topic to topic to topic. And then I saw your, like, I could tell that you were in the middle of a sentence and I interrupted you and I started talking about some random crap. Oh my God. It was like surreal, like uh, editing, because it's always Mm. reminding me that I'm like, oh, you didn't get that joke or you laughed like too late, you know? So it's just embarrassing. I hope you're not being too critical because, um, it is a different experience when you're re- like watching or hearing yourself back because yeah. we're in our head. We're just interacting with the world. We don't see, like we don't in- usually interact with ourselves. Right. Um, so what you're seeing maybe for the first time uh, as you're watching it and editing is... What everyone's used to already. Oh God. Yeah, and it's not even like in a bad way of like, this is also the reasons why we love who you are, right? Uh, so it's not like a like, oh my gosh, like that's not things that come up to my come up in in my mind or or I think of. It's because we built a relationship that feels good. So I have a relationship with you that's very different from the relationship you have with you. So the way you're kind of seeing yourself for the first time, you're coming at it with a very different view than what I have when I'm speaking with you do you have a similar experience when you're watching I know this is not this is not technically related because I know that you you say that you don't know if you have ADHD and you say you don't (laughs) so um even though you're like you do I don't know if I I don't don't know if you do the thing is I don't know your everyday like okay maybe I do think you do a little bit but (laughs) no I do but it's but I don't think it's if you do have it, because I don't know. I don't know. It could be a bunch of other stuff. You're a therapist. You you know, whatever. Um, like, it could be a bunch of other stuff. But, like, I genuinely, like, don't know. But mm-hmm. the things that I see, I think to myself, if she does have it, she doesn't have it, like, bad. Like, which makes me happy. To impair my functioning. Yeah. That's kind of, like, one of the criteria. Whatever, whatever you're dealing with, whatever symptom, one of the things that they teach you um, is like for it to be a a disorder, it has to impair your functioning in either like some major area of your life. Mm. So um, like educational or like work or relationships or stuff like that. Um, So I I definitely do have some traits, but I don't know if it like, you know, because everybody has traits and like, Everything's some executive dysfunction now and then. Ah, uh, yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> Definite executive dysfunction. It happens. That's why I'm just like, whatever, I quit. Like, I'm just going to play it by ear. That's because I'm just like tired of thinking. Hello and welcome to I Am Here, a podcast with two cousins where we share the healing, share the love, share the stories. I don't remember exactly how we say that. But we're sharing stuff. And- <laughs> I'm Gabriela or Gabby. I'm Amarilis or yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and today our topic is productivity systems and ADHD. Woo-hoo! Oh, that sounds like so 
so clinical. I, I work as a counselor. For those of you who may not know, I work as a counselor, but this is not a counseling or therapy podcast. No, and no. I want to say I didn't bring this topic to the forefront. So don't blame me for it being clinical. That was Gabriela's like, I want to talk about productivity I systems do. and I ADHD. Wasn't, I wasn't trying to make it sound official. The conversation went like this. She goes, I like talking about productivity and things that help me be productive. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not a, th- listen, I, listen, this is not therapy. Do not take this as a therapy session. I promise you that Amaris will say things that she would never say to her clients on here. So <laughs> don't. Wow. How do you know what I'd be saying to my clients? Actually, I don't know. It's possible that you could be roasting them and I'm not sure. I do roast my clients sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had a, I don't know if I'm sensitive enough for that. I feel like I want, no, you know what? Productivity and system. (laughs) We have, okay, for nobody knows this, but we have a new structure for the podcast and we're trying it out to see if it works. Um, so we have a timer and see if it's going to help. I don't know if it's going to help, but we're going to try it. We're, we're trying We're trying the productivity systems right now in this moment live. <laughs> I don't yeah, because even though, okay, you haven't been diagnosed with ADHD. I've been, okay, listen, this is what happened. I went to, I went for anxiety and I talked to this, this psychiatrist and she just listened to me talk for a long time. And then she asked me all these other separate questions. And at the end of it, she goes, okay, um, so you're here for your, okay, so anxiety. And I say, yeah, yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, do you want something for your ADHD? So it's not officially diagnosed. Every single counselor I've ever had has just been like, you should heavily consider um going and talking to someone about your ADHD I mean and they always like try to like make it very like we you know you know it it could be helpful I can't diagnose you they always do that because they can't but then they're always like but you should really check it out because how annoying is that it's uh you know you got ADHD they just be just just they don't just want to put it on a piece of paper and say I diagnosed you because there's like a whole system right like you have to like get diagnosed like officially and take this test or whatever right yeah I mean people could diagnose you counselor can diagnose you but Uh, there is like a there's standardized testing to confirm I want to take the test just for fun but I've heard (laughs) I've heard that if you want to take the test and you're looking forward to the test, uh, you probably don't have ADHD. <laughs> I was told that like it's the most infuriating thing if you do have ADHD. That's why. That's why yeah. it's like. That's why um, that that statement of because if you have ADHD, you already know that testing is a struggle. Yeah. And like, um, so yeah. you're just like, but I'm just like, ooh, a puzzle. I want to figure it out. <laughs> like, that's- I want to see how I do. That's so interesting because like, like I remember when someone was describing it to me at first, like they didn't tell me what it was exactly. They just said, oh, you play with blocks and stuff. And I was like, okay, that sounds interesting and fun. But then when they told me the intricacies of it, like you have to remember this thing and then you have to do it again exactly the way. And then I just, I just. And then there's time. Then, yeah. I was like, absolutely I went to, I went to, before I studied to become a counselor, I went to uh, 
study to become a, a psychologist. Um, and I didn't finish, obviously I'm not a psychologist, but, um, it was really cool because like the first couple semesters when I was there and studying, I got my hands on the standardized testing for like IQs and like oh, all this cool. stuff. <laughs> yeah. For like ADHD and all these things. So I got like the little puzzle pieces and I got to administer a lot of the tests to practice oh, wow. and it was so fun. I thought it was fun. Then maybe you don't have any. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what's the standard deviation? Okay. Does this mean like you're in like. <laughs> you said standard deviation and you, I'm, I'm so serious. You gave me a physical reaction in my stomach. I saw I, the eyes roll all the way back. I hate statistics. That has nothing to do with ADHD. I just, I couldn't. <laughs> I was like. Oh man. I thought it was so fun. I thought I, I statistics was fun. And then, like, figuring out what you do, like, and the test results and the, and the, like, the time and the way people would think right. and, like, measuring measuring then what you said versus what, like, the standard is and then seeing, okay, this means you're above average or, wow. like, in the like, and then even even seeing the different categories of like, we were talking about executive uh, dysfunction earlier, but like there's different categories within the test of like, Oh no, like in these areas you do well, like you do very well with language and processing language. But when it comes to spatial awareness, you have difficulties there. So it's like, you could see where um, people with ADHD are not all the same, you know, like this is where the spectrum you may have difficulty processing one area, but not this other area. Like this, in this area, you rock. And like, there's no yeah. reason to have any interventions there. That's interesting. That's so interesting. Cause I think about like the, the concept of like time blindness to some people versus other people with ADHD. Like, like I think about, for example, I, th- <laughs> I think about Alecha. I'm going to talk about. Uh, I was thinking about her and my dad. <laughs> Because <laughs> Poppy was never diagnosed with talking to LH. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Poppy had ADHD and was never <laughs> diagnosed. And that's why he could like score. They always talked about how he was quote unquote lazy, you know, and he was just like not applied in school. Like that was oh, always the stories oh about God, Poppy. That's so annoying. But like he would that. always give the teacher so much trouble, but all the teachers loved him. Yep. But he like never did any of the work. And he took he took an I test, IQ test once. And he scored so great and he he scored so high. So everybody knew he just wasn't trying. And oh like, those gosh. were the stories growing up. And that's just like the concept was like, oh, I always knew Bobby was just smart, but just like, he didn't care about school is the concept. Wow. And now I'm like, ah, maybe he was trying. Yeah. It's possible he was trying. He was rocking in one area of the category and not in the other. That's so crazy. That's so weird how like it's, it affects different uh, areas of, for some people. Cause I think about, like I said, Alecha, and I think about how with time, Alecha's like, very very like good with time but she obsesses over it sometimes so she'll be like I need to be here at this time so therefore I need to leave at this time and I'm gonna get there at this time and be there and with this much to spare and then that's how she deals with it whereas like (laughs) I don't know like I have a problem sometimes now I'm way better but before it was so bad. And it still affects me like now where like I will be sitting down and being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a break before I continue to do this task. And I go to take a break and I think to myself, it's been like 15 minutes. My dad walks through the door and he gets here at 
at three. And I'm like, why is he through the door? I checked my watch and it's been an hour. And I'm like, I have been making a coffee for an hour. There's no possible way. And then I look around me and that's a completely different thing. I look around me and the cabinets are open. And like, there's like, like, who did that? (laughs) Who left all the cabinets? (laughs) It feels like you're blind. It feels like you are blind. Like, and then I turn around. It feels like I blacked out or something because it's literally like, I'm like, what? How did this, how did all of this get here? And I know I did it because it's the I stuff love, I was doing. I love watching your TikTok videos where you kind of just are like talking about ADHD and you don't even talk about it. You're just like, oh, day in the life. And it's just like, oh, oh, where'd, where'd my mug go? Why are there three <laughs> mugs now? <laughs> it's interesting. So like, I don't know, like, especially when it comes to like getting stuff done, it's just like. I don't know how people do. I, 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 I mean, I know how they do it because I do it too. <laughs> but like, it's just wild to it me that a lot more effort. It sounds like, and not like a lot more effort, but intentional. Of like, I have to have the system because yes. I think of the example that you gave with Alicia of like the almost um, like hyperfixation on time to make right. sure. Um, it's crazy because I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, time, whatever. We just made that thing up. And I say that all the time. Yeah. I don't, like, time is man-made. <laughs> ah, mm, mm. I mean, uh, it is. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. No caveman was like, excuse me, Jack, you're 15 minutes late. Like, no. Like, they don't care. It's just Jack. like, we're going to get this. <laughs> His name is Jack. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. But it's like, whatever, right? But I understand we work in systems. Somebody pointed out, yeah, but we live in a, a civilized place. Right. Blah, blah, blah. It's we have so dependent. Systems, it's so blah, annoying. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, bro, we created clocks to help us, not to serve them. So chill right. out. Like <gasps> five, 10, 15 minutes is not wow. going to change the trajectory of my life. Relax. Now, if I intentionally don't meet with you for like two hours, that's inconsiderate. But if I'm 15 yeah. minutes late, chill out like you are a slave to your watch that is supposed to be a tool to help you like calm down I am so happy Mr. Mike I'm just making up (laughs) I love first of all I love the fact that you you said the whole thing of like you're not a slave to your system because like that's another thing what is that like Happy birthday to the ground. Oh, oh, that's Not a, a lonely the system. A lonely island song is I happy birthday to the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love that song. Um, <laughs> but like because I think about systems and how like and it's not just an ADHD thing. I think it's just a people thing where we can like end up being so dependent on a system that if we fail to use that system and still complete the task that the system was made up to to help us with we still see it as a failure so like as an example okay i'm a little obsessive when it comes to systems because of how bad my adhd is because um I, i i depend so heavily on like okay i need to use my notion account um which is like this organizational thing where you create kind of your own web page for yourself and I hyper fixated on it for a while. And then after a while, I created the system for myself where like I will journal and track all of my all of my like, I don't know, like my cycle phases. I'll I'll like write down my my feelings and stuff. And like it the whole point of it is for me to stay in tune with with what I'm going through, but it's also to track like 
things like my habits. But then here's the thing. I use it. And then after like a couple of months of using this, I started to do those habits without it. So I started to like, okay, I started mm-hmm. to journal in different ways. I started like using audio like files to to journal or I would just like write down something in my notes. But then to me, when I saw my little calendar that showed all these empty spaces, I got so hung up on that. I was like, I failed. I still failed, mm-hmm. even though it's like this tool was made to 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 help me do Get this to what task. you're actually doing. Right. So like, I just think that that's so cool that you said that, like the system don't like, it's like, don't worship the system. Just get the thing done. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. Like it's a freaking tool. Like chill out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's obviously my own anger towards pushing against people telling me what to do. Like, I don't care about freaking system. You're such Even a though, rebel. please give me, I'm like, ah, it's so bad. Cause I'm like, please give me the system. Cause it'll help me. I hate right. your system. Right. Yep. Stop telling me what to do. It's supposed to help me. It's like a recipe. We keep coming back to it. The Mm -hmm. recipe, I I want it. I want to know the recipe. And I will not follow anything on it. But I want it. Yep. (laughs) It's a suggestion. I just need need a a structure so I can, like, um, not follow it is really what it is. It's just like it's a guideline. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it could also just be a way of, like, you looking at it when, like, you feel like you're not, I don't know, like, you kind of just, I don't know, kind of like a, like a, like a little list or something being like, this oh, is I'm what I think, this. the visual that came to my brain, because this is what happens, I think, in pictures and colors, Me weird, too. I don't know what that is, but um, it's almost like the, the structure you give me is is the um the backyard you know it's almost like it's a fenced in area and then it gives me enough space to explore and i'm gonna do whatever i want within it and i'm gonna throw sand over there and i'm gonna dig holes over there and i'm gonna put a tent here because i feel like it Mm. you can't like within the system i can explore and have fun but then there comes a point where it's just like i've explored and then i'm like why is this fence here? Can we do something else with this fence? And I'm going to like challenge it and be like, yeah. let's change it. And that's, that's helpful and annoying at the same time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I can see how that, that can be frustrating. Like, I like, oh man, I'm sorry. I had another example. <laughs> it's just live ADHD. Cause then I think about the my my brain just went into like seven different uh, side topics with that that's why I was like uh I don't rem-. and then I then I get stuck and I don't remember <laughs> which one I was gonna pick or I just don't know which one to pick because I'm like and then I forget them all so um <laughs> because as you were describing it my the pictures in my brain are like oh yeah it's like a train with all these tracks and it's just like oh all these options oh too many options yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And ironically, that's that's interesting that because like ironically, I was also thinking about how I have a lot of systems. Like I have several systems, and I'm learning now that it's okay because you know you also get like perfectionism attached to it too. Because then you're like, I have to do this system, or if I mess it up, then I don't want to look at it because it's like yeah, you forget the goal and you're just looking at the system. As yeah. A goal. So then, like now, what I do is I have like 
several different systems and then I get so bored with a system so it's fast. It's boring. Yeah. Nobody's excited about systems. I mean, that's I a lie. some people. <laughs> but then I get hyped up when I have a different one. But the thing is, it's cool. Do you like the system? Do you get excited about the system or do you get excited about creating the system? I mean, just the fact that I have a notion where I can like write down like, oh, I get to put down like if I'm in my luteal phase or something like, I don't know. I just get excited about the idea of it. But when it comes to executing it for a number of like, for, like consistently for months, boring. I, get bored. I get bored after that. And that's why after that, I have like another system that I kind of jump to. It's been working <sighs> for me. I don't, I feel like that's what's kept me on track, but now I'm asking you, oh, we're, we're getting a minute and a half. Okay. I, okay. My question to you would be like, as someone who rejects a lot of systems, (laughs) how is it that you like work, you know, you, you run your own business. So like, how do you do it with, do you have like a system that works for you when you reject systems? It's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad because I respond really well to structure. I respond really well to systems. Um, I just don't like making them. So that excitement that you have in creating systems, I don't. So I don't create systems. Um, And then that bites me in the butt for sure. So it's like I'm very uh, type B and I need a a type A to help me with that. But I have Mm -hmm. systems like other people created like electronic systems um, that keep it as simple as possible. But I know I am kind of like bottlenecking my business because I don't have systems that um, serve me well or that I've been introduced to, right? Um, So it is it is like not it is character flaw and <laughs> it's a bit of on the limit of mine um wow because i want to flow but i need the structure right. so girl that's a good question because i'd be struggle blessing for sure um but then i'm thinking too like maybe my definition of struggle blessing is is critical of me and what actually works because people like you had mentioned this like I, I have my own business I do things that people are like oh oh man it just reminds me of um like I, I look at myself and I'm like I'm so disorganized but people externally have always mentioned oh my gosh you're so organized I'm like I am not like mm. I am not and this is where I'm like okay these are where some ADHD traits um come in of like I have piles of stuff Mm. I have piles of stuff like my office is piles of paper but I know it's piles there's no system it's just like but I I guess there I can't say there's no system there (laughs) that only I understand and nobody else coming into and understand yeah this is generally this like you know and um And even when we were trying to create uh, a system or structure for the podcast that works for both of us, um, you mentioned too of like, how do you remember these things? And I was like, because I do. Like, (laughs) I was like, I have, I I put my little notes and that's enough, right? Yeah. Well, that's your system. That's the way that you. Right. So I, that's why I mentioned the like, um, my, my definition of struggle blessing, my definition of systems may be, um, not really a good representation of 
what has actually helped me because I do have things that work, maybe not as efficiently as I would mm. like. Um, um, because internally I feel like frazzled, but if the world is telling me, and I'm not saying the world is always right, but, um, <laughs> cause they're not, it's like, I can, I, and I think that's where the functioning comes in of like, I, I have, I can, I can, I pay my bills. I do all these things, you know, like I, I take care of what I need to Right. Um, internally. I'm like, I forgot something. Yeah. Because I, I, I know I'm relying on just my, myself, my head. Right. Which is, you know, good to a certain extent. Uh, but it gets to a point. Unreliable. It's hard. Unreliable. Um, and it's so funny. Cause, uh, I think of my piles and I'm like, oh, I hate these papers. And then I'll like go through a dump of the papers and I'll just like get rid of all these things. Um, yeah. And I remember when also my brother lived with me years ago. And I was having this conversation with him like, oh, I hate that I'm so disorganized. He's like, yeah, you're, you have, <laughs> like, yeah, but you get things done. He's like, I don't see anybody else do what you're doing, but yeah. you get things done. Yeah. That other people don't get done. And I'm like, hmm, thank you. That's like a backhanded compliment, but <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, yeah. So it's not like I don't have systems. Or right. Systems. It's just not, I guess, the structure that we've been taught or like schools say that you should have. That's a crazy but thing. Because I remember you should have right. like, binder checks like they would check yes if, and I'm like but my brain doesn't work that way if I'm if I am trying to put these papers in a specific way that will look beautiful it's exactly how you want it but now I am tired like you're talking about creating systems and I'm like if I respond to like uh, if I put all these things or try to organize or input this data into that that website or into that page, mm-hmm. that's the work. I'm done. Like I, I've had conversations with my friend too of like, oh yeah, we're gonna get organized. Let's do this. <laughs> right? And it's just like creating the list, and I'm gonna do this and a to-do list, and this is what I need. And once I create yeah. that list, that was the work. I'm not following through with that list because I'm exhausted wow. from making that list by itself. I'm and like, that's yeah. Done. See, that's like, that's like what when it is different for different people, because the thing is, the reason why, like, like, personally, the, I, I feel like I'm weird, because the thing is, the reason why it works for me is because that's my hyper fixation at the moment. Yeah. So like, I will, I will like my mind, like, I'm obsessed with like, things like stationary and like, and like creating like online systems and describe like or define what hyper hyperfixation is like how would you describe that um for me personally it's like something that i am focusing on and using way too much of my energy on like i will pick that thing and that will be a big part of my life I, it depends it could be like a few weeks it could, it could be like a month or so, or it could be a whole year obsessed with this thing. And I will like just find a bunch of different ways to do that thing. And then I don't necessarily get too bored with it. I get less bored than everything else, a fixation, which is different than like when you're hyper focusing on something. 
which is a different thing to me personally. But I don't know. Well, because you you live it, right? So there's a difference between hyperfixation and hyperfocus. Hyperfixation is something you become kind of obsessed with, is what you're kind of saying. Yeah. It's not as draining. How would you this like different like what's different between that and just a regular interest? Like uh, you know what? I should know. I think a, a normal interest I can just pick up and put down. Um, and it doesn't, I don't know. I don't think about it too much. So like, I don't know, like right now. Okay. Music has been a hyperfixation in the past, but now it's just an interest of mind. And so like, I will be like, really like, I'll be like, Oh, this is really cool. Like, I really like this song and I like, I don't know, I'm going to figure it out on the piano or something. And then I'll just go and like spend like 15 minutes on it and then I'll be like okay and I won't think about it I feel like my hyperfixation is like I'll wake up and be like oh I have a great idea for like <laughs> let's use music as an example like when mm-hmm. I was obsessed I have a great idea for a song I have to write it down right now so I'll have like really important tasks to do and I will not really see them as much uh, uh, as important as I really should and instead I will place this thing on my priority list and I'll just start being like okay I am going to write this song right now and I'll like take time out of my day to do that and then later on I'll be like oh I have to like put some track like some backtracks to this and then like, like everything I'll- else is a pause everything everything else is like Black and white, and this is the only thing in color. It's like, this is the only thing which is different than an interest. Because I think about, as you're describing it, I'm like, huh, okay. Some people may call that a passion. You know, like, oh, I'm so passionate about this. And I'm like, I don't feel passionate. But they're like, I like a lot of things. Like, I do like dance. And I do like music. And I enjoy it. But it's not something that I'm like, zone in. And like, even... Even like um, the mind and psychology and all these things, and people are like, right. "Oh, you're a counselor." I'm like, "No, I like it." It's but it's not something that's like, "Oh, everything," like you know, obsessed or I ever felt that way. It's just right. like, "Oh, this is really cool and intriguing." And next, like, so yeah. there are points where when I've seen people in those spaces, um, friends or like family members, and I'm like, I. I will take it and I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not interested in anything. Like I have no passion in anything. Like why can't I be as, um, as all in as these people, like everybody you else. want to. <laughs> and then like now as an adult, I see it and I'm like, oh, that looks exhausting. It is. Like, I don't, and it's just like now I understand, like, actually that's more of a, of, I'm like, oh, that's, that's not something that, that I guess would. I don't want to say shouldn't glorify it right I guess because at, but at the same time I also recognize that when people are are seen as different right like neurodivergent yeah. yeah these are also the people who have brought so much amazing things to our world because they can focus on just that one thing yeah. right um and that's where I think of where we kind of put the labels of what is norm, what is not, uh, as very limiting because no, actually we're benefiting from your skill and your talents and your superpower because you're made for something different. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you're made for something different, 
But the way we as society have created rules um, makes it seem like not the norm. But it's it is totally the norm for what you're built for. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful perspective on it, really, because I think a lot of neurodivergent people will will feel like you just feel like I can't explain. It's like you feel sometimes depends on the person. But for me personally, I'm like, I feel stupid, but I know that I do things. And it's like, I feel like. And you do dope things. And like, it's, it's amazing just because it's, it's really what we were talking about earlier of it's almost like the, the, the macro picture of what we were talking about. Michael, like when you have a system and you, stay stuck in that system and you're like, ah, oh, I failed at my system, even though you met your goal personally. That's what we kind of done as a society. Mm-hmm. Of like the society structures, school, work, all of that is a system that a group of people created that they thought was a good idea and said, we should all do this so that we yeah. can work together. And when anybody's not responding perfectly to that system it's like you're a failure well Mm -hmm. no this is a system it's actually still a tool school is a tool the schedule is a freaking tool yep but because everybody else is saying this is the way it's supposed to be because somebody centuries ago said this is how it's supposed to go and not even centuries ago sometimes it's just decades ago okay it's like this is the way no that's not how we were wired yeah Yeah. And then I feel like there's so much like discouragement when you try to wire yourself the way that everybody else is wired. It's like a fish trying to fly. Like we got flying fish and that's freaking cool. But like if the fish is like, dang it, I can't fly like the freaking seagulls. Oh my gosh. I literally just heard my dad was watching a, um, she, he showed me this homily of this priest today, and he was just saying the exact same thing, except in regards to like, um, like the talents that God has given us. So it's, 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 it's a little along the same lines, but different. Um, and it's like the eagle wanted to go see what was under the water. So he went and got mm-hmm. mad that he could fly. And then he went under the water and drowned because he tried so hard to be something he wasn't. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And it's so crazy because like almost exactly the analogy that you you put of it. So it's like we're trying so hard to like think, I don't know, linearly. Be a different kind of be a different kind of quote unquote smart, right? Yeah. And it's just like the Einstein quote, you know. Which one? I forgot. No, it's specifically, but something about like if you measure, if like you you measure a fish's uh, intelligence by his ability to climb a tree or something like that. Oh, right. You'll never know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, that's beautiful. yeah. No, you got Google. Anyways, yeah. but yeah, we're like created for different things, and we kind of uh, strip that. I think like I think many different things because this system that we're in in the u.s is different than other systems around the world right. and i just think of like you've mentioned i'm like oh i don't know if you have adhd and i i've always responded i'm like i think i grew up being able to have multiple conversations at the same time mm-hmm. and I've shift through that i've grown up interrupting um and being okay with people interrupting 
because our family was so large that so much was going on that it was such a norm that this is how we adapt to our environment, right? Mm. There's certain ways that we're wired, but certain ways that we also respond to the environment in which we're in. And you look at most of the countries outside of like Western Eurocentered uh, countries, they're not as focused on time. Yeah. And and that kind of structure of do this and then do like and productivity, um, and people are a little bit more relaxed there. So I wonder, <laughs> I wonder too of like not only is it um, just worrying, but how much of the symptoms that we're kind of describing as symptoms or labeling as symptoms really just exasperated by unrealistic standards for us as humans period Mm. anyways you know what i'm saying i think i think and and this is just me this is amarilis this is not a professional opinion this is just me hating on everything (laughs) um i think i think our society a bit our culture a bit like focus so much on productivity that like if you're not a robot and you have any human responses (laughs) you have a disorder anyways That's a that's a hot take. Some people will not like that. I'm just thinking about how like then we place ourselves in our own box because like if we're a little bit out of the box, it's like, oh, you can't go rogue. You can't go out of the box. Throwback. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, no, I don't have ADHD. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've seen and look, TikTok is dangerous. Instagram yeah. is dangerous. If you look at those, um, everybody like will. Come, everybody has come to me in sessions. It's just like I think I have autism because I. Oh, because the, yeah, because that's taken over all of. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I have ADHD because I saw this on TikTok. But it's like so many things that it's like okay, somebody says something and the song pops up in your head. Do yeah. you have ADHD? Um, <laughs> you go one space, one room, and then go to another room, and you forgot what you went to that room for. You must have ADHD. <laughs> no. It's like, some things are regular human experience yeah. and all of these are spectrums and yeah. then again to like the point where it's just like now it's getting in the way of your everyday life. Then yeah. yeah. The, the be- thing is also as like someone who's str- listen, as someone who struggles with this every day, I I cannot, I cannot like I can't I can't explain this like I'm happy that we're getting some representation and I'm glad that like we're you know spreading the awareness. But I'm also very annoyed when it's like turned into something that people want a lot. Of, like, and I don't think that I it's want like, to hyper focus. I want I want to be able to just focus on something. Not even that. It's just like okay. people. It's like an aesthetic. It, like it's been turned into this aesthetic that people want a lot of the time. I think it's social media is kind of to blame for that. I mean, people, but like you know, the you know, social media and its algorithms and everything. Just like they create this like accidental like trend like it turns into a trend like having uh you know being neurodivergent has become something that's glorified in and like is a trend because we're trying to spread awareness so it, it might start with like very i don't know like it might start huh, see see it, <laughs> it might start I forgot where I was going with that. Um as something positive it might start as something with good intention and then it could yeah, like someone may, may make a joke, like you've made jokes right. about things yeah. that you like struggle I, with. Yeah, mm-hmm. like anybody has. But then after a while, like 
a lot of people who may even be younger and like not know, like in general, like we'll just start to want that. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like it becomes glorified in a way that's like, oh, Where it like, kind of waters down what you're actually trying to say. Yes. And it's a little frustrating because it's not fun. <laughs> like, and that's what I keep going It's interesting back to. because when you're talking about it, and you could correct me if it's something else that you're trying to say, but it almost seems like bringing awareness is what you want. So people are, are knowledgeable. They see your struggle. They can see you. Yeah. And then with everybody saying that they have ADHD or is neurodivergent, who may not, you know, who may just have um, neurotypical tendencies because we all have these moments um, and kind of having this glamorized version of ADHD. It's like now people see you, but you're still invisible. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not seeing the severity and the depth and the struggle yeah. of it. Like I even think about. Okay, listen, I know I'm a very privileged person with ADHD because I was able to hyper focus on school, which is not something that people can really do too often. So like I think about things like that, like it's the equivalent of me going, oh, well, I have ADHD. So like I can do and I'm graduated college. Like, why can't you like it's so different for different people. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's like when I hear someone who is like either on the the lower end of like of the ADHD where it's not as as like impairing or I or it affects a different part of their life um say like kind of undermine the things that other people go through it's like I can't I don't understand that I'm I'm wondering too um because this has come up to to like in my space too of people who maybe are able to hyper-focus like you said on school. The difference between quote unquote succeeding in high school versus college, because the structure is completely different. Yes. Wonder, cause I just wonder about how, <laughs> how it helped or hindered <laughs> your transition into life outside out after high school. Because it's not just college, too. People struggle with work environments yes. after high school when they've not been diagnosed yes. or, like, seen. I can uh, – when you're in high school, they kind of – you know, everything's kind of done for you. Um, it's not to say that it's not hard, um, but, like, it's a little easier, a little easier than when you're in college um, because <clears throat> when you're in college – you need to have like time management. A lot of things are piled up. I was a good student in high school anyway. I still struggled. Like, and what I mean by that is I was always the last to finish every single test all the time, 20, like every time, um, nonstop, ever since I was like first grade, I was always the last one to finish. Um, but I did so well that they just never ever called me in and they never were like oh like we think you might have this I would take forever to finish reading I would not be able to read even when I was in high school I wasn't able to finish the books I had to like look up the the notes online and then when I but I was able like it was still like you would take longer but it was still within a time frame that was appropriate quote unquote by what their expectations were right so then when I went to college all of those things I had to do on my own. I had to study. I had to like, uh, I don't know. I couldn't just like kind of fly by the seat of my pants. I had to like do so much work um, that I isolated myself completely because I was like, 
this is the only way I can get this done. And it was harder. I would definitely say, so to answer your question, it's, it's harder, it's, at least from my experience. It might be different for other people, but. Yeah, because I, I, it's so crazy because like now that you kind of have more familiarity, a couple people in our family have been diagnosed, like gen- younger generation, I think back to all of the older generation who had similar experiences, but it was just like, ugh, you know, like you're just not, fo- they're just not focusing or they yeah. don't care or it's like they're lazy and it's just like, well, I guess I'm lazy, but you're so smart. And it's like the intelligence was there, you know, you can see it and you can hear it. Um, but it wasn't being shown in this platform. Um, So it's just really interesting because you're not the only one that struggled with college or so many of our aunts and uncles that struggled with college and took so long to get an associate's degree because they were like, I need an associate. But it took years and years and years and years. Um, And I'm just like, wow, like it's very... We are privileged one, like you had mentioned, uh, just some of the experiences knowing like, okay, you can, you can kind of coast through high school where you know that other people cannot. Um, and privilege too, now coming into a generation where we have more talks about this and awareness, because I just think of just like 15 years ago, yeah. 20 years, like, it's just like, oh, you know, you just suck, like quit, you know, yeah. um, or you're just lazy and then you take in all that shame and like self-identity. Um, right. So it's still very much present, but it's, it is a different experience. So I think of like, I was literally just having this conversation with my mom and a friend too of like the, the difference in intelligence between my mom and my dad. Um, both very, very, very smart people, extremely smart people, yeah. but different types of smart, you know, of, I was talking to mommy because we were talking about the training I went to and I was like, oh, you know, I, you know, I came after you. Like, I like learning. This is why I went to the training because I like learning. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about how I learned of like, she's like, do you write notes? And I'm like, yeah, I write notes. I never look back at them, but I just write yeah. notes because that, like the process of writing mm-hmm. is helpful for me. And it's because I'm a kinesthetic learner. Like, I don't, I need to move. Yeah. I need to do things. Right. Um, and just the process of writing is enough. Um, but um, and like I, I could take information by seeing it and then practicing it. Whereas my sister, Alecha, I believe has a lot of, um, similar ways of learning like Papi, mm-hmm. where, um, Papi did not do well in school. Uh, even though he understood all the concepts, he was not doing well in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that kind of almost like the presentation, I think, right. um, yeah, just being able to break things down differently. But when um, he would hire like a plumber or a repairman or an electrician to come to the house to repair something that he couldn't, he always stood with them and watched them. And he would only hire them once and then never hire them again because he had learned from just watching right. and he wow. could just do it. And I see Alecha doing the same thing that yeah. she can rip out the carpet and put in tiles because she saw somebody do it once and she could do it. And yep. she can reupholster furniture because she saw a video once and now she can do it. Um, so it's like a yeah. whole different skill set that I don't have. I get frustrated with YouTube. I did not graduate from YouTube University because I, I <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> I can't do it. But that's a way that she can learn very easily. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really interesting what you inherit and also recognizing there's just different ways of learning different ways of inte- right. uh, different types of intelligence and different systems that work for people yeah 
it is that that's gonna be another podcast topic i grew up a lot with um like online systems and like i i mean let me let me rephrase that i didn't grow up with them i and that's why it was really hard for me like because i just felt like didn't exist yet the thing that could help me didn't exist yet which is why i kind of was like uh when it came like it it, it fit like it fit because it came after for me too like I kind of grew up with it and didn't um at the same time and I I don't respond as well to to like internet learning and internet systems as you and Alicia do like it's almost like a yeah this makes sense I'm like yeah I I gave up and then it's almost like frustrating to me because I'm like when I ask Alicia for help with certain things um or uh, my older sister asks her for help she's like it's so easy like she dismisses it like oh you can do it I'm like bro I literally can't which is why I need you to do this because I have tried and I'm going to slam this freaking device into the ground (laughs) like I I I just won't um but I was gonna say I forgot (laughs) 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 <laughs> don't laugh at my undiagnosed ADHD it's so funny I I'm just mad that they just never put it on paper when everyone of my therapist said I had ADHD that's so stupid that part is that part is pretty annoying it you is have, I never had know. accommodations or anything for school um but that's a different conversation for a different and thing. I think about that too because I um, I've worked with people um, and kids and even interacting with some of my family members and trying to help them kind right. of learn yeah and I used to do tutoring um, but it's just like recognizing ADHD is not about n- not being able to pay attention no it's not <laughs> a big misconception like oh you you follow along with the story or like all these things it's not about not being paying attention it's you just don't know what to focus on yeah like so many things I was going to say, sometimes it feels like you have too much, like, sensory input. Like, you feel like everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, ah, such a good movie. I still haven't seen it. Ah! <laughs> I still have to see it. Um, but, yeah, like, it just feels like everything is everywhere all the time. And I can see how and why a lot of the time, and that's a different, again, another conversation for a different time, but, like, how other, like, anxiety could come from undiagnosed ADHD of course yeah you usually don't have one yeah it's crazy it's really interesting because you, you you have so many things coming at you all at the same time and you don't know what to do with it so I mean your body just does what it knows what it thinks and, and it may be helpful to think too if you've been getting help for anxiety over and over and over and over again right and it's not yep really seeing much progress right um you may want to yeah may want to check it maybe some neurodivergence <laughs> yeah that it's interesting obviously there were a lot of things that happened in my life that contributed to my generalized anxiety but ultimately the biggest thing was <laughs> sorry was like not having this diagnosed and not knowing how to deal with this because you would just be sitting in class sometimes and everything is just 
close and far, close and far, close and far. And you notice everything at the same time and the teacher's in the corner. And then you would play a little, sometimes I'd play a little game where I'd look at the teacher and then everything else would turn black around her because I was just focusing on her. And that was my game and I'd give me anxiety and I didn't know what it was. So the reason why I'm saying this is that like, you know, I know other people have gone through it too and maybe don't know. And yeah, go check it out if you, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. It may not be that there's something off with you. It may be that you're, you see the world differently Yeah, and that's not wrong. It's just, it's actually really cool and beautiful if you're given the opportunity to explore that. Right. And thrive in it. So what are you grateful for, Gabriela? Okay, I'm grateful that God gave me this brain and I'm glad that and I'm so grateful that God gave so many different people different kinds of ways of thinking. And I'm so thankful for that because then we can make a better world together, ideally. (laughs) It would be interesting to see. Well, I guess you can't really know because maybe they were undiagnosed, but I bet you there's a lot of geniuses in history that probably had ADHD you know we have a lot of the people that we identify as geniuses now that probably had um autism or on the spectrum um but but I think it's it's those differences that make you extraordinary um because ordinary is just is is just like being able to have interest and kind of shift but it's like it those are the people who really make history and difference and just like brings so much more to the collective so it is a superpower it is extraordinary um you're gonna feel uncomfortable with it because people are like oh that's wrong we can't control you but then you're like it's so crazy to like do everything i say but be extraordinary how extraordinary (laughs) extraordinary means not not yep not typical so and what uh, are you grateful for I'm grateful for pineapples. Hey, they're so, <laughs> they're so good. good. <laughs> Don't you have to flip it over to make it like like get riper faster? Yeah, I I have to. I want to have an experiment on that, which I won't because I will eat them. But <laughs> I've always. Bobby always, you know, when you see something all your life and you're like, that's the way you're supposed to do it. And then you don't realize maybe other people don't do that. <laughs> like cut into mangoes and avocados. I had an experience with a friend where he's like, I don't know how to cut into a mango. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm kind of walking him through it. He's like, you know how you cut into an avocado and you kind of go this way? Well, you kind of do that, but and I'm using an avocado as a reference to help him cut into a mango. Oh, no. He's never cut into an avocado. He's just like, uh-huh. Okay, cool. And then I see what he's doing. I'm like, what are you doing? That's not how you cut an avocado. He's like, I, I've never cut into an avocado. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. These are not typical things. You're 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 helping me learn, too. Because not everybody comes from... I, I just think people... What? What? Oh, did we did we pause do the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you say? Oh, I just said like I don't I don't remember. I <laughs> continue, continue, please. Anyways, continue. um, yes. Anyways, pineapples. Put them upside down. That's put it. Down. The, the the juice, the sweetness starts at the base. From what I was told mm. growing up, and then all of the sweetness then carries into the rest of the pineapple. If you <gasps> put it 
down and have the spiky parts up, you're going to have some bland pineapple, bro. I didn't. Oh, I can't wait. The sugar starts at the base. It starts, it starts ripening at the base. So you put it upside down and then it sweetens the rest of your delicious pineapple. Amazing. And how do you cut into a pineapple? Don't overthink it. You just chop the top off and you I mean, eat it up, bro. Who cares? I've seen some people recently cut pineapples really weird where they like, they're like, Le masaje. like you, you massage the pineapple. That's pine- freaking TikTok. <laughs> I have not tried that, but I am curious if it's I, actual. I, I don't know if it's I actual can. truth or it's just a lie. It feels fake to me. Yeah, um, rolling the freaking pineapple, hitting it, and then <laughs> what the heck? Did you know? Here, the hi, ADHD on full blast. But I think it's just how I was raised. <laughs> um, did you know yes. that pineapple is a berry? I don't, I want, I want to say no. I want to say that it's just not, even though you just told me it was. I just, <laughs> I want to say no, it's not. You can, you can live in whatever world you like, Gabriela. No, I can't. I'm living here and this world says that a pineapple is a berry. Because it's a bunch of clusters. <laughs> so it's just a giant rat. Okay. Follow us on Instagram at I am here pod. Um, connect with us through Gmail. I am here pod at gmail.com. Send us your stories and new things you've learned uh, or things you want to know or just any episode suggestions. Um, or if you've diagnosed me with ADHD. Yeah. Let, let us know if you diagnose the, the counselor <laughs> with ADHD. Uh, this podcast is edited by us and produced by us. And our theme song is by Adrian Cuento. We are so happy you're here. We are here with you. Another rainy day. Looking for a place to stay. I could find the words to say with the familiar face and a comfy pillowcase. I see the steam from the kitchen. My world's brighter when you visit. No more weight on my shoulders, our hearts warming up, the outside it gets colder. I consider it a privilege, just to hear you and hold ya. Thank you for the blessings, the tears and the laughs and the love and the lessons. This one goes out to my brethren, let me listen for a second. The connections are close, here they anchor your boat, come and send it your call when you're looking for Lay your back on the shore Though there's ink around war You'll find love through this door You'll find love through this door I am wise, I am strong I am loved, I am here I am wise, I am strong I am loved, I am here I am loved, I am here